Hello and welcome to Damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug, and these are my acute mental neuroses. Well, let's just dig in. There's a lot to go over. Uh, let's start with the network. Uh, let's just go dig in right there. Shooting the host, uh, I'm sorry, Shooting the Gap co-host Ryan has uh, recently come to me about um, wanting to restructure the recording times and uh, moving the dates that when we record Shooting the Gap, which is problematic. There's a lot that goes into it in terms of if I have to edit anything, uh, they would be coming up. We would literally be recording and then dumping it onto um, the server and iTunes um, and the RSS feed. Um, and I'm just a little worried about being stuck for time in case I have to edit or um, you know, not being anywhere I have uh, ready access to the internet to be able to get everything done. Um, I cannot begrudge him for you know, wanting more of a personal life. I know we take up um, a little behind-the-curtain action here. I know we take up, um, we record on Fridays, um, shooting the gap, and I know that apparently he has a weekly poker game. Once again, not begrudging him a social life. Um, and right now, we're still in the baby stages of the network, and no one's getting paid, so I can't, you know, slight him for wanting to go have fun. This was, you know, sparked a series of thoughts and some of them were old Doug, and some of them were new Doug, and we'll start with the new Doug stuff uh, that leads into the old Doug stuff, which is another topic. New Doug, you know, Doug 2.0, um, you know, post-Vatican, uh, um, you know, talked to Ryan and said, okay, I understand, you know, this is what's going on, these are my concerns with it, but, you know, we have someone like James, where if Ryan wants to take a week off every month, and it's just a Gonzo and James episode, and Gon uh, James rather co-hosts. Uh, that's fine. I, I don't. That's you know. It, it's kind of put into place a happy accident, and uh, that works for me. And that's you know. And if he wants to do twice, then you know we'd have to structure a guest you know um, schedule um, so it wouldn't just be Gonzo because um, I'd be practically useless on that podcast without, um, you know, Ryan and Gonzo kind of giving me ins to say something nerdy. But, you know, it's a certain level of anxiety, but I'm looking forward to the challenge. It's something that, you know, as, you know, an owner in the BACN, the uh, Ryan's, uh, you know, social life. So, um, in case you're wondering, uh, there may have been a bit of a cut. Hopefully you wouldn't have noticed, but I was interrupted while recording, managed to stop the recording as opposed to having my first dipshit guest on this show, which was a co-worker that aged up interrupting my recording to talk to me about stuff, and it's like, I'm obviously in the middle of something. So let's talk about kind of the old Doug mentality a little bit. Very negative, very controlling, uh, very willing to give up when things weren't going to go his way, um, rather than be flexible, see it from a different point of view, I would just give up. You know, you don't want to do this? Fine. You know, in terms of Ryan, I've been like, if you don't want to do this, let's just stop it. I don't want to deal with this crap. Well, I do want to deal with this crap now. Um, and that's kind of what I'm all about, is dealing with the crap. Um, but, you know, I did start to have second thoughts about, um, you know, if we were going to, you know, have to restructure shooting the gap, um, you know, what would happen if, you know, one of the boys wanted to leave or couldn't do it, or for whatever reason, you know, could we bring the show to a logical conclusion? You know, what am I really doing here? It's been you know, six months, and there hasn't been a lot of movement. The numbers have been lower than I expect them, but I do believe that. I think I was looking at very unrealistic uh, expectations for the first, I think, year. You know, uh, I'd really love to look at, you know, the original numbers from, um, you know, WTF, Marin's show, um, maybe not the Nerdist, because they had, you know, 
big people on early on. But, you know, I'm wondering, like, what their initial numbers were to compare, and, you know, but I did. I had, you know, a moment of doubt where I was like, you know, maybe this isn't what I should be doing, and I need to focus on not doing this. Like, you know, the book was done, and the, you know, the network's kind of been a holding pattern until, you know, next year, which at time of recording is next week. I, I really did. I had a huge, you know, kind of crisis where I was like, maybe this isn't what I should be doing. Like, maybe I should be focusing on something that could be more concrete, very tangibly, like, you know, very corporeally real, you know, um, as opposed to just kind of the, the ghost of the book in the internet right now and, and you know, doing the podcast. That, and then I was listening to You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes and his guest was Jonah Ray and he brought up a, a Bill Watterson quote and uh, I don't, it was very long and very good, but um, it kind of inspired me and it was, you know, really all about, um, you know, the person who does their own thing is seen as an eccentric, but, you know, if you're doing what you love to be doing, then there's no harm in it and you will stand out and then people who like that will come to you and it was very much the um, Aziz Ansari thing from the Nerdist where he says like just keep doing what you're doing and you know people will eventually notice if you're doing good work and if it's good work just keep doing it doesn't matter what kind of payoff you're gonna have in the short run or the long run like you're doing you're doing your own thing so you know thanks to you know Pete Holmes and and the Nerdist Network and, and you made it weird for that and Jonah Ray, very inspirational, kind of snapped me out of my funk. Uh, it was literally the next day after my crisis of conscience that I listened to that and I was like, no, yeah, okay, like, let's keep doing it. Like, this is a lot of fun. I'm having a lot of fun. I'm doing what I love. I'm doing the design work and I'm doing the branding. I'm having a lot of fun, you know, going to see movies and talking to Deb and it gets me out of the house. And then, you know, uh, Ryan and Gonzo, who I'm, I'm good friends with and close friends with, you know, we weren't you know, I, I, it kind of got me out of my shell. It got me out of my kind of weird hermit vibe I had at the beginning of the year where I wasn't quite sure of myself anymore and I wasn't sure who I was and what I was doing. And, you know, the network gives me purpose. You know, I am, for all intents and purposes, a very large part of the BACN. It is part of my identity now. And it gives me purpose and it gives me drive. And I have drive to make this the best thing I've ever done. There you go. And then speaking of the network as well, um, I talked last week about that I'm finally starting to move, get ahead in work. Apparently, Apple is so great that it gives the iTunes algorithm the Christmas <laughs> holiday off, um, and that there will no, there'll be no uh, new episodes popping up from the, um, I believe, the 23rd to the 27th. I mistook that as submitting new podcasts. I did not realize it was like the RSS sweeper algorithm that grabs everything. So I kind of had a, a freak out when I noticed that uh, No Applause episode 29, which posted on Christmas, didn't post. Um, but then it was like, well, you know, the new, new Nerd Poker on Earwolf wasn't up, and the new Nerdist wasn't up, and the Nerdist had, you know, pimped it on, on Facebook and Twitter. So I'm like, okay, well, I think they're just, you know, fairly automated. And then, obviously, I have nothing to worry about. The episode should be up by the time uh, this sees the light of day. Uh, which will be the weekend, uh, first weekend in uh, in 2014. So, um, but I'm taking the advantage of, you know, that uh, kind of gave me a boost in terms of um, I can get ahead. I've got two, I'm sorry, one variant locked and loaded. I'll get another one done probably this coming week. Um, so I'm running kind of one ahead of the variants. I prefer to run two ahead. So we'll see about, you know, that, you know, as long as, you know, and we've got cushion episodes 
uh, just in case anything goes wrong with the weather or schedules. So I'm feeling really good about getting ahead and, you know, uh, like I said, I had a lot of these second-guessing myself and doubting myself and uh, I'm just I'm just moving ahead because that's who I am now. I'm not going to get disparaged um, about stuff like that. I'm just going to keep working ahead um, and doing good work and, you know, it's paying off emotionally for me uh, and socially. So, and I think I've talked about ad nauseum, um, you know, a lot of what's going to happen next year and I think that really is going to be the year where... Um, I'll have the uh, means and wherewithal to start doing live events, um, big show launches. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So it would be stupid of me to shoot myself in the foot now and give up when, you know, I'm always going to be haunted by what could have been instead of living what will be. And speaking of what was, uh, it was Christmas at time of recording yesterday. Uh, for you, the internet, it was last week. And I'm effectively, uh, I did my cinema recluse idea. Uh, I didn't see as many movies as I wanted. I saw only saw three. Um, but I did see uh, Saving Mr. Banks, Anchorman 2, and then I watched The Farewell to Matt Smith and um, Time of the Doctor on BBC. You'll probably hear, you probably have heard uh, all of this over on No Applause, which I would imagine went up last week. Um, so there'll be a lot of who vomit there, um, so there won't be a lot of who vomit here. Um, but I was very sad to see um, Smith go. I did not get uh, spoiler alerts, which is weird to see on this show. I wasn't necessarily sad to see the Eleventh Doctor go. It wasn't as his his departure, dialogue wise, wasn't as tear jerky as David Tenth Tenth Doctor's um, final line. I don't want to go. Smith kind of the Eleventh Doctor kind of eulogized himself, but then was saw a vision of both Amelia and Amy Pond. And there was this whole bit about, you know, this that was the first face this face first saw. And it was very touching. And you finally saw, you know, um, Karen Gillian uh, do a cameo. And, you know, I'm still a little full now, um, to be honest. So, but I, I had my crying jags during, uh, you know, Saving Mr. Banks uh, as well. And a scary amount of, of, of emotion. So, um, and we're looking forward, of course, speaking of next year, we're looking forward to New Year's 2014. It's finally here. All this talk about, you know, next year, next year, next year. Well, by the time this posts, it will be next year. So hello from the past. All podcasts are technically from the past. Most. I guess podcast a thon was live streaming, but you know what I mean. Internet. I remember at the beginning of 2013... My mom was talking to me and said, you know, I think 2013 is going to be your year. Like, this is going to be your year. And uh, not a lot of good things uh, happened. Um, I got into a very physical altercation with an ex. And, you know, that was very bad. Um, not only did I cause a lot of pain to myself, but really I caused a lot of pain to uh, the family I was a part of. I mean, from that and kind of the, the steps back of, you know, uh, losing a place to live and struggling with a job that wasn't paying well and, you know, finding one that paid better but not what I wanted, you know, and, and, and you know, the kind of the social rep where I don't have a huge social circle and it was very hard to, you know, reach out because of how I felt and I was going through the therapy and I was kind of being broken down and, you know, it was hard for me to talk about what I had done that had led me to where I am now with friends and be honest with them and really get that ego out of the side and go, look, you know, this is what I did. 
and if we can still be friends, that's great. And if we're not, that's fine. I understand that. But, you know, I'm, you know, not going to drink and I need to kind of, you know, both uh, get out of my, get into, get out of my head, but get into my head, but get out of my own way. And, uh, you know, so it, the year kind of kicked off really poorly. And, uh, you know, I missed a job interview that was going to be a really good job. You know, I got the help I needed via therapy and the quitting drinking. You know, I mean, uh, I think I've said this before, like, you know, during the darkest times, I was drinking half a bottle of whiskey a night and uh, just not having a good time emotionally. I was just numbing myself to all these things that were being brought up. and I didn't know the cause of them. I didn't know what it was doing to me. I couldn't articulate it. I didn't have the emotional vocabulary. I didn't have, you know, the, 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 you know, once again, it was very enlightening to have something like the cycle of addiction or cycle of violence, like put in front of me ver uh, visually where I could go, oh, now let me overlay this, you know, over my life and I can see, oh, that's what that was. It's like, I didn't have the words for it uh, intellectually as well. And, uh, and that was really, you know, 2013, I would say, you know, was my year personally it was my year emotionally um it started out dark and i got the help i needed i i wouldn't wish the pain that i caused anyone else you know if i could have gone back and, and changed that but still gotten the help i would but without that pain without that inciting incident there's no way i would have gotten better um and there's no way i would have been where i am now emotionally make the steps to better my social and personal life which will be 2014 i'm looking to really hit the ground running and get back to being less of, of, of a hermit. Isolation is no good. And I'll get to that in a little while. Um, but I want to, you know, expand my social horizons. I want to get my personal life back into gear. I want to get my professional life back into gear with uh, getting, you know, possibly a better day job. And, you know, hopefully, I'm hoping by the end of the year, kind of at least making some money off of, off of the network and kind of supplementing um, that and maybe cutting back on the day job. I don't know. You know, I'd really like to make a living off of this whole network thing. Maybe not this show specifically, but, um, you know, the network in general. I'd really like to be doing what I love. And in that, uh, lately, uh, I've had uh, my note says the return of the brain on fire. Um, it used to be, I think in my 20s, we had a joke that I would drink because it would quiet my brain down. I, I had, um, at the time, I had a girlfriend who noticed I had really bad insomnia, and um, I would stay up and I would write and I would watch movies and I would, you know, if I went to bed, I would wake up in the middle of the night and jot down ideas and I just, my brain would not turn off. And while I don't have insomnia now, I really do kind of have a return to that, you know, brain on fire mentality where, um, you know, suddenly datum A clicks with datum B and clicks with datum C and then I have an idea and I'm going, okay, great. And I can visualize it. You know, after I finished the book, I kind of had a cool down, but, um, I've talked about this before. Deb gave me those comic book art boards, and I started I started penciling her thank you, and it felt really good to just put on my headphones and draw. And I I forgot like the zen of drawing, and I forgot you know, and I drew really fast and very well. Um, you know, the muscles were a little rusty at first, but got stronger and stronger as I went. And I've got uh, the whole piece uh, penciled, and I'm looking forward to inking it uh, the week that this comes out and giving it to Deb. Um, I haven't decided if I'm going to color it or not. That's a coin flip, really. But then that drawing sparked that, you know, I had an idea about a comic book character that um, Deb and I had kind of accidentally riffed and workshopped on um, on No Applause, and I got really excited, and the minute we started talking about it, I could see the first kind of 
you know, two or three pages drawn in my head, and I'm going, okay, now how am I going to script that? And so I think, you know, back to my brain being on fire, I'm going, okay, well, I have this, like, you know, huge idea about this thing, and i got to write it, and I'm like, no, 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 like, put a pin in that, because you have the notes, like, let's put all that nervous brain on fire energy into KBACN, and I got, you know, most of the um, Act 1, uh, Scene 2 done, and, you know, um, uh, I want to finish a, a short story of this, you know, weird vampire idea that I had um, that I'd started and got, like, halfway through, and I want to wrap that up because I think that's, you know, coming up on its third act, and I could just knock it out over the course of a week, um, plus KBACN, plus I want to write this, you know, this this uh, villain character's kind of origin prequel and draw that for Deb, or draw it for myself as well, but, you know. Um, to, uh, to uh, you know, have her go, uh, you know, uh, show her and say, look, like, you gave me this, and I'm doing something with it, and it's really fun, and it's really neat, and whether anyone sees it or not, I don't care, because I'm doing it for me, and this is really cool, and I get really excited about going back to writing in, in a script format, uh, which I haven't done in years, so, um, and then there's the flip side of my excitement, you can hear my voice, um, that over Christmas, um, you know, I didn't call anyone... Um, like I said, I'd done my cinema recluse, which was my point. Um, my family's a bit of a drama train wreck right now, so I was glad to be away from it. But, you know, the thing is, like, I didn't want to call anyone, um, not even to say Merry Christmas, because I was afraid of what I was interrupting, or that I would start babbling, and then say, like, I can let you go, and I'm like, well, no, because I'm, I'm just reaching out for human contact. And, uh, you know, my dad actually texted me. Uh, this is the first time I've heard from him in probably almost if not over a year, it was a text that just said Merry Christmas, and uh, I, I was busy watching Doctor Who, which I think he would appreciate. I uh, I called him, and uh, he didn't answer, and uh, I was outside smoking, uh, and I left my voicemail, you know, telling him to, you know, Happy Merry Christmas, and, and to give me a call, and he didn't call me back. You know, I thought, well, while I'm out here, like, maybe I'll call someone just to talk, and it's like, well, who the fuck am I going to call, and I, I just... I felt very isolated. I felt, you know, first times really this year, I've, I've, I stopped feeling alone uh, and I started feeling lonely and um, it was very sobering and, you know, it was kind of one of the last thoughts I went to bed with, uh, which is not a good thought to have that, you know, I don't have anyone I can just reach out and talk to. I don't, you know, I, I didn't have anyone to spend time with over Christmas. Um, I know that was partially voluntary. I mean, the family did not reach out to me either. You know, but uh, but outside of that, like, I, I didn't have... You know, I mean, I, I know I could have called people and said Merry Christmas, and I'm sure they would have talked to me. But I, I didn't want to have, like, a Christmas conversation. I wanted to have, like, a conversation and talk about, you know, what's on TV or movies or, or anything like that. Like, I, I don't have someone I, I, I do that with a lot. I mean, I talked to Deb last weekend, and, you know, I, I'm sure she was busy, and it wasn't uh, on purpose, but she sounded kind of annoyed that I was calling her, and, you know, she's like, I can let you go, and I said, yeah, sure, sure. So I gave her, you know, uh, you know, the better part of a week, I just I haven't talked to her, and, and I can, you know, I'm sure she's chalking it up to the holidays, but really, I, I, I'm just backing off, because um, I don't want to get clingy. I don't want to be in a codependent social relationship, and that's something I'm, I'm afraid of. Uh, when I talk about broadening my social horizons, um, meeting new people, and glomming onto them like like a lamprey, because I don't have anything else, and that's not that 80-20 I talked about last week. 
Um, and I don't want to start off kind of the new me in, in codependent relationships or dependent relationships. Um, you know, whether it is romantic or not, I, I don't want that. And, and that was the last thought I went to bed with. And then this morning, I'm fine. Um, I'm, I'm okay. I've kind of talked it out. You know, I know the holidays are rough, and uh, I'm no exception. Um, I thought I was, and I think that was part of a sobering experience was that I'm, I'm, not, I'm not different. <laughs> um, everyone thinks they are, and um, sometimes it's shocking when you find out you're not. So, uh, wow, that's, uh, let's just end on that downer. That's all, all I really have. I think uh, next week's going to be another really deep... Uh, wanna, I kind of have some plans. I rarely have plans going into this show. From Dam, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, I am Doug. And from Dam, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, these are my neuroses. And in honor of the late 11th Doctor, Geronimo! Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon and banjo!